Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Well, it's been quite a show so far. Uh, one of my favorites. Julia's random thoughts were pretty random. You might want to podcast that from uh, hour two. The first hour was pretty vaginal. <laughs> we talked about would you let your husband wax you? Lori said uh, you should only go down there if you're a hunter. Oh gosh, no for that. We're Racco. mixing up. Don't try and recap the <laughs> madness. Said... <laughs> it's been a crazy if day. You're not sure about I think your people facts. need to go back and podcast today's show. I think yeah, I think that's fun. a true statement. And that that is. Fun's it's going to continue. Drive. Yeah. Because I hit this button. Shall we play a game? And uh, now I ask you questions about pop culture things to see if you have answers. Correct answers. Well, that's the... That's always difficult. It's what we strive for every week. Yes. Well, I was looking for a theme today, and as you know, uh, there was not a winner in the Mega Millions last night, so that's up to... About six fifty million, right? No, how much money did you spend last night, Julia? Ten bucks. Oh, oh, you spent it uh, yesterday, so you missed out on last night. That was yesterday. Yesterday okay. and last night are the same thing. Oh, I know. But it depends on when you buy it, maybe. Yeah. Well. No, I have them for tonight too. Okay. I sp- I, and then tonight I, is the Powerball. Oh yeah, right? I spent twenty bucks on this stuff. Okay. I bought some for both today, right before the show. So anyways, it got me thinking about, you know, the lottery in pop culture. Movies, music, yeah. okay. you okay. know, stuff where there was a lottery or, or stuff like that involved. Yeah. So we'll All see right. we'll see if you can get these lottery-themed uh, pop culture uh, questions right. answered correctly. We'll start with this one. This is a movie. Can you name the male and female leads of the Demi. 1994 movie, It Can Happen to You? And I'm going to give you some clues. Oh, I know Nicolas Cage and um, Ooh, all right. and the blonde waitress. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, I know. No, 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 no. Elizabeth. Um, no, no, no. She was in. She was in Star it, Wars. Um, what's the name of the movie? Um, it's she's called, a waitress. It, called it, can, it happen can happen to you. To you. Nicholas Cage, Cage, which Julia got right, yep. plays a cop. Yep. Who shares his lottery winnings oh, with a waitress? Um, the woman with the fi- high forehead. Um, and she's a famous yes, granddaughter. She, yes, she is. Rumor Willis? Of no. the man who played Tom Joad in yeah. 1940s The Grapes of Wrath. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jane it, Fonda? No, no, come You're on. There. No, it's, it's the and girl. And Norman Thayer in yeah. 1981's On Golden Pond. The granddaughter. Oh, that was Jane Fonda. No, no but it's not. Her, um, 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 Bridget Fonda. That's oh, one for oh. Julia, Nicholas Cage and Bridget Fonda. That was the only Bill Cobb thought she was hot. I'd always say, "Who what actress do you think is hot?" I don't even really remember. I this remember movie. this she one. She was in what singles? Yep. Single yeah, what, no, I she, yeah, she was in singles. She was Bill hot thought for, she was so yeah, hot. That's she, like the only and she's actress third generation yeah. and whatever. And and you know the Fondas live in Paradise Valley, right next to Bozeman. Mm-hmm. And so my sister knew the Fondas. Okay. okay. And she, I, I had to look this up. She's not Jane Fonda's daughter. She's Peter. She's Peter. Peter Fonda's, yes, yeah. and Peter passed away last year. But and like her acting, she just stopped acting. Right. She married Dwight Yoakam. Don't you remember when she was I with Dwight Yoakam? I do remember them. I don't know if they were married. But well, they I were together a long time. Yeah, yep. you're right. All right, there's a deep dive into the okay. Fonda family. Right, here's go. a little bonus question. Okay. 
Uh, see, within like 10 days, uh, how many days was Nicolas Cage Elvis's son-in-law? 11. 55 days. 55 days. No, nope, it was 107. Wow. When he was and married to she, Lisa Marie. Yep. She threw her 10-carat diamond ring into the water. Beach. At the beach, at the ocean or something. They were she? on a boat. Yeah. They were on some kind of a yacht. That's, that's And she took off her yep. ring and threw it overboard. Yikes. What was the problem there? Well, they uh, were th- not married they were, very long. No, they no. didn't know each they other. They didn't even know each other. She like Didn't she marry him right after Michael Jackson? And he was rebounding off of Patricia Arquette. Yeah. We should do a vintage scandal on the marriage between Michael Jackson and Lisa Marie Presley. What oh, a weird thing yeah, that was. We, 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 we kind of have a hard time thinking about it without cringing and everything. They did have it's, sex, though. Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. And Michael Jackson, like other people have reported that they kissed him and maybe yep. had sex. I think Brooke Shields, Brooke Shields reported that. So Madonna. Yeah, Madonna kissed Michael Jackson, or did no? But she went to a show with him once, or something. I wouldn't be surprised if she she's probably if she's she been right on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Okay, it's one okay, to nothing. So, yes, it might. You might even say two nothing since you got both of them right. But no, we'll I didn't get 107. Lori, Lori, no, was but closer. you got Nicholas Cage and Bridget oh, Fonda. That's oh, pretty good. Anyways, oh, rock. Okay, how about okay, this? Okay, <laughs> seriously. Okay. Those are two hard names. Um, yeah, but it was all part of the question. Thank you, Rocco. But what if you had split it? I bet you'd be arguing that it was one-to-one. You, She would. I Thank know. you. Thank all right, you. moving on. Okay, name this 1998 indie film set in Ireland based on its IMDb description. When an elderly lottery winner dies of shock, oh, his fellow townsfolk yeah, attempts to claim the money. It's not the life of Ove, it's like the old man walking. No, it's the Bollywood monsoon temple or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's the... Come back, millionaire. No. You, were close, you were close when you said something about walking. It was walking dead old man, old man walking. It's close. It was walking... Walking towards my grave, walking for money, walking no. miles in my shoes. No, take, out, take out the L. Was um, what's her name? Walking in the um, aisles, walking in the aisles. The, was the actress who won for Shakespeare in Love was Judy Dench in this movie? Hmm. I don't know. No, about that. it was an old. It's man. kind of an indie film. It, it's an old. Take man. out the L from your uh, verb or gerund or whatever that is. All right. Instead of walking, it's. Waking. Mm-hmm. It's waking. waking in India. Wa- no, it's waking. waking it's not. It's nothing to do with Bollywood. It's in, in Ireland, Ireland Lori. Oh. It's waking. Waking Ned. You're getting there. Waking, waking Ned, Ned Turner. Walking no, waking Ned, Ned Turner. Yo, you got it. Waking Ned. Divine. You said walking. I know. I, I did. So. But I we got each Ned get a both. Divine. We get a both point. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. And did any of us see this movie? Because I, I did. Yes, and it was charming and delightful. But I don't know where you sat at the end. Yeah. Well, good job, everybody. Yeah, really, it stuck in our mind. It was, and it was should have was that kind of a long, con- convoluted t- title. Yeah, three words. Well, it reminded me. What of did old you say man. again? Bollywood. You, uh, I don't know where Sleeping you were going. tiger or something. I, I in the castle. <laughs> I thought it was going to be about the. Remember when they all go oh, to India? Slumdog Millionaire. No, but no. it's with the older people, and they discover oh, the, on the train. No, they discover India, and they all are staying. They're retired. Like oh, English I know which one you were talking about. It, it was kind of a yeah. It was it was in a hotel. Hotel. Dev Patel was in the second the version of it. Yes, New Hampshire or something. Kind of like that, but in India. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, we're going to look for the two... It's called Ice Castles. This has been a good show so far. <laughs> this is so bad. Um, th- we're looking for the two leads in this one again. 
in the 1985 comedy Brewster's Millions. Mm. It stars two late comic geniuses. There's an actor who plays a baseball pitcher set to inherit $300 million. He's better known for such films as Stir Crazy and Silver Streak. Gene Wilder. Yep, and, and Richard the actor, Pryor. The actor who plays his baseball catcher buddy is a Canadian. John Candy. SC, okay, John so Candy. You're very close. So who are the two male leads in Brewster's Millions? Didn't we just say them? Mm, you, no. you named three names, so only two of them are right. All right, John Candy and Gene Wilder. Who was the other one we led? Oh, Eddie Murphy. No, Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder. <laughs> no, actually, that was... Richard Pryor and John Candy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll each take a half point. We'll, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I, that was such a confusing it was. question. Well, how it was sort of worded, because it was like, oh... Well, okay. I knew there wasn't... Yeah, I knew I if I said Brewster's Millions, or it I don't know, nobody... I yeah, no. That was not... But I know what you're talking about. I, I do We were getting that. it from your description. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so this, yeah. uh, we'll see how this one goes. Um, in the 1971, oh, I'll play a little audio clue for this. Uh, here it goes. Um, I'll skip ahead. Because I've got a golden ticket. Gene Wilder. Well, yeah, Willy this, Wonka. Is, this is Gene Wilder. But yes, in the 1971 film Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, mm-hmm. uh, five kids find a golden ticket inside a right. Wonka bar, right? Giving them access. Can you name. Those five kids. Charlie, How many of those kids? Yes, Charlie's one. Charlie, Vi- um, Violet. That's two. Um, um, my daddy, my daddy said I could yes, have the girl uh, in the red dress. Yes. Vivia, Vivalette. It's close. There was like a... Pop- Vianetta. There, there was a, that's like an ice cream cake. Mm-hmm. And then the little kid with the dad who chewed the gum on the side of his mouth. Yeah. Um, you did pretty good. You got two. That's more than I thought. So the first one was Lori Augustus Goop. Well, I was going to... Augustus. Gonna, I was going to... Yeah, I was going to... I think we had reached a point of no But wait, return, Lori hasn't diminishing gone yet. Returns. Lori, you try. Well, the one I would... Because we... When you have this kind of a multiple choice question, then usually, like, we either have to say it at the same time or right. Yeah, or I know, but you were just. No, I knew... I was just like, okay, You're like we're me. taking turns, I guess, because this has so All right, many we'll answers. try. So I can't name any more than Charlie and Violet either, and I call that little cowboy kid the little cowboy Ooh, yeah. Timmy. His name was Mike TV. Mike TV, TV. that's right. And uh, it was Augustus Gloop. He was the that's, German. Yes, that's my favorite the, name, Augustus. Augustus, of course. And then the one you couldn't think of was Veruca Salt. That's her, Veruca. I said Vianetta. Yeah. She was, my daddy yeah. said I could have. Right. And when, then she she had a famous up. line. What was it? Daddy said I could have it, or she's had, like, I want it now. Yeah, daddy. that's it. I you know, want it I now. I want a golden goose too, Daddy, then, or something hmm. like that. She went up yep. the, the chimney or whatever that thing was. Went and up Veruca. The and Veruca. That was that's her name. a great name. But I couldn't name more than. Would Charlie you name and a kid Veruca? It's well, the band Ver- Ver- Veruca Salt. That was a, like a punky band. You're right. There mm-hmm. was kind of a, a '90s hipster band called Veruca Salt. Salt, yeah. Um. All right. So, the, so this, I always thought that was a great name. You know, I was like, "Whoa, Veruca, Veruca. got a band." You don't see any of the other kids. Not too many bands named Willy Wonka. Oompas, Oompas, yeah. That was that's a okay. Favorite so of mine. that's uh, we, we got a point. It's we, four to three. Okay. Okay. Because we both knew those right. two names. Um, <laughs> we're calling it point worthy. How? Let me ask you this before okay. we get into it. If I said uh, if we were going to do a little trivia on a bare naked ladies song, 
If I had a million, million dollars. Yeah. Would you, could we, yeah, you might have a chance. Yeah. The question is, if he won a million dollars, he, in the song, he says, he talks about the many things he would buy his lover. Right. How many of those things oh, God. can you name? If I had, had a million dollars. dollars. No, don't sing, Julia. I'd buy you a big red car. I'd buy you a big house. Ooh, house yeah, is house the first is one. I know yeah. it, Lori. Yeah. You gave me a look like I didn't know what I was talking about. I, I knew it. I was afraid your singing would get not, the tune out of my head. No. <laughs> Start singing. Maybe more will come to me. I'd Let's buy see. a big house. I'd, I'd buy, buy you a mouse. House. I'd no. buy you a couch. Please stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'd buy you a big house. I'd buy you a yellow bikini. No. No. I have um, no idea. Here are some. Well, you got one. The house. That's oh, something. Yeah. Uh, he would buy furniture for the house. I said a couch. Yeah. Um, a K car. A nice reliant automobile. A tree fort. A tiny fridge to put in the That's tree fort. Right. Foods. Like pre-wrapped sausages. It's so Canadian. A fur coat. The whole an exotic thing. pet. That's, yeah. John Merrick's remains. Okay. Right. I got um, the first one, though. I yes, get a point. You do get a point. Okay, this is a quick one. At the All beginning right. of season nine of this show, the Connor family wins the Illinois State Lottery. What the show Goldbergs. am I talking about? The Connors. Yeah, what? Yeah, what family? Roseanne. Roseanne. Oh, right. All right. Um, how about this one? In this 2012 film based on a best-selling book, there's a lottery called A Reaping, an annual event where each district's escort randomly chooses the name of one Hunger man. Divergent. Oh, Hunger Games. Oh. It, Divergent was one of the Hunger Games, wasn't it? The Divergence or something? I have no idea. All right, I think it's tied. No, it's tied. Um, okay, so here I got two quickies left okay. to break the tie. Uh, in 2005, on season one, episode 18 of this ABC show, a character named Hurley wins the lottery. Lost. The last. I think Lori got in there first. Right? <sighs> we love that show. We're really over. Talk about if a polar just, bear. If we just want to be one, that was the type. Yeah, that was. Because it's right. really time, two minutes over for the dirt alert. <laughs> okay, right. we better go. Sorry, then. everybody. Sorry, everyone, you won. Okay, bye. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Holly, sorry we went over on our little, uh, you know, Jeopardy today. We were really great. You were great. We were. We actually, it was fine. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a good score. It totally was a good score. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Well, now we need to switch gears okay. and talk about Army Hammer. Oh. And whether or not he's a cannibal. <laughs> Okay. Whoever so, thought we'd talk about this? No. It's 2021. Hey, welcome. Uh-huh. We're only two weeks in, and Army Hamill is allegedly a hammer is allegedly a cannibal. So, 
these the backstory is that and we talked about this the other day is that an Instagram user going by House of Effie began posting screenshots on her public Instagram, which she has since taken private. Now, these screenshots were of text messages and direct messages with Army going back to 2016 all the way through last year. And by all means, according to these messages, they were very BDSM focused with Army being the dominant and House of Effie being the submissive. And and him also being very married. Yes, also being very married, mm-hmm. exactly. Now that's where uh, Army Hammer in these messages proclaimed he's, quote, 100% cannibal. So uh, some of these messages, um, we are not a family program here, but uh, Army Hammer apparently sent from his official Instagram account read, quote, you just live to obey me and be my slave. I will own you. That's my soul, my brain, my spirit, my body. Now, you know, if this is a consent- That should have been private. It, well, it was private. But then she made it public. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So, you know, it's Kissing one- and telling. Come on. I mean, exactly. And a little bit more than just kissing and telling. Now, granted, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, if these are private messages between consenting adults, and this is a some kind of text role play, then, you know, okay. Yeah. Like, n- no harm, no foul. But right. you know exactly what you said, Lori. Army Hammer was married when he was sending mm-hmm. all of these. Now, sources close to Elizabeth Chambers are speaking out about these messages, talking to the mail and saying that she is shocked and sickened by these alleged messages and believes uh, that the woman stepping forward is a close, uh, might be a close to them. Now, these messages dating back since 2016. So they were obviously very in the thick of their relationship, of their 10-year marriage, when Army Hammer was having these kind of correspondences. And they're very much in the middle of a what seems to be a messy divorce. Yes, and the reason why you haven't seen... No one is touching this story. No. Okay, People, Entertainment Tonight, Extra, nobody is talking about it because nobody's been able to get the DMs verified. Right. But... Uh, it's done it damage? Sounds, no, well, yeah, but apparently, I mean... Because he's said problem, he said things in the past, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Well, it, there it's kind of an open secret now. Yeah, that's it what- too. An open secret about like he really is. You know, he's he's very okay with who knows. He flies a very. Very high number freak flag. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, if you read blind items and celebrity gossip on the Internet, is that Army Hammer, yeah, he's super into this kind of stuff. Now, the source going on to tell the Daily Mail that these extreme kinks, according to his soon-to-be ex-wife Elizabeth Chambers, were a complete shock. And that the source adds that Army appears to be a monster. A lot of these women have reached out to Elizabeth. Oh and although she didn't want to admit it to herself at first, she knows that they are now speaking the truth. Army had a whole other side to him that she wasn't aware of. Whether it was completely, whether it was always there or and he kept it hidden or something happened that changed him completely. She doesn't know, according to the source at the Daily Mail. And Dumois, that Instagram account, they have an allegation that he is a text group and he sends photos and talks about all of his exploits and that someone's coming out with the receipts and that the L.A. Times is doing a report on this and that his publicists have decided not to say anything about it. They did let that one little story out that he was maybe going to be in this movie that had cannibalism. Remember that? 
And on Monday, like Roger Friedman talked about this weird movie that was going to be a remake that he was maybe going to be in to explain it. And he's told his parents that Elizabeth has planted this story to help in the custody. Oh, my God. Oh, no. So Mm. I think there's something is going to break. And then I also heard that maybe he got dropped by a studio to be opposite of J-Lo in a rom-com. Well, that's right, because Page Six has the story exclusively this afternoon that Army Hammer will, quote, step away from the Jennifer Lopez movie that he was set to start filming soon. That was a romantic comedy action film called Shotgun Wedding. So a source familiar with the project. Yeah, Yeah, you Yeah, we talked about this. Yes, we have. So a source familiar with the project is telling page six that army hammer is quote stepping away from the action comedy movie which is going to go into production sometime this year and uh, a spokesperson confirmed this to page six they're saying given the eminent start date of shotgun wedding army has requested to step away from the film and we support him in his decision oh geez mm. can he just be 50 shades of army hammer without people looking down their nose no i don't know what is coming out or what right is happening, but I have a feeling this story in it. Oh boy, oh boy. You know, I will say regarding Army Hammer, my spider senses have always tingled with him, being that he, I, there is something about him that just does not sit well because there was this really well written article, this profile about Army Hammer, and it was in BuzzFeed maybe three, four years ago. Uh-huh. And it took a really objective look at Army Hammer's career and his place in Hollywood. Well, he hated it so much that he started to drag the author on the Internet, so much so that he eventually deleted or he shut down his Twitter account yeah, because he was getting that. so enraged about it. And that was like Army Hammer. If you actually read the article, it wasn't uh, mean to you and it wasn't really critical of you. It was just like, here's your place in the pantheon of Hollywood and we're doing a critical analysis of it, but you're taking it so seriously that you're lashing out. He's, like, what is he's like one of these guys, everything has come easy to him. Yeah, I know, he gets yes. whatever he wants yep. and you know, no consequences. Very, very privileged and yep. very friendly. He's very, very friendly. friendly. Very friendly guy. And he's friendly on the eyes too. Oh, yep. is he ever? Oh boy, that is just something else. Well, we'll keep our eyes for that L.A. Times story. Oh, yes. Thank you, Holly, for breaking that down. Sharing that story. (laughs) I feel dirty, but this whole show's been daddy. Oh, my goodness. I know. Wow. It's been such. And then there was a scandal. Vintage scandal. Well, this is exciting. The scandal. Yeah. Well, and I've done some research on this topic, and I I want you ladies to chime in because okay. you're a little bit older than me, not much, but in the way is it all regarding kind of what we all learned in a documentary? Kind of. It's okay. about the disco sucks movement. Okay. Oh. Um, as sort of the downfall of the Bee Gees, and uh, and culminating in uh, the disco demolition night at Comiskey Park. So it's kind of. It's kind of the store, the 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 rise and fall of disco. Okay. Because I think we all three. I was enjoyed... unaware of it rising or falling. I just, I got to be honest. I don't remember the thing in Kaminsky Park yeah. that we saw in the Bee Gees documentary. Yeah. I do remember the disco socks. Yeah, that, that people yeah. Are saying that, but I'd be like, but some disco is so great, right? Well, I th- well, let's just talk through. Right, it. Okay, I, 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 I have I've, I've written some stuff. I've grabbed some clips, some okay. songs, and I, you know, I how want did you this get in. started? Yes. Um, and again, if you're like us, you should watch the Bee Gees documentary, How Can You Mend a Broken Heart, on Ugh, HBO so Max. Great. 
Um, so disco sort of uh, came, it's, you know, a lot of people think of it as a 70s thing, a late 70s thing. But in reality, it, it sort of started in the late 60s in New York nightclubs. And um, they played a lot of maybe imported European uh, music, mm-hmm. um, and it was very popular uh, in the gay scene. Right, fun yep. to dance to and do right. poppers and ecstasy and just like spoken like and, a woman who's no, done but I'm it just all. saying, <laughs> I'm just saying, like that electronic dance yeah, kind of music is yeah. really conducive, and mm-hmm. the European clubs always are on top of it first. Right, and then slowly. Um, Songs like this, Rock the Boat by Hughes Corporation. Oh, oh, contact. It was sort of exciting and, yeah. Then there was this, The Hustle, which sort of had a line dance sort of thing. The Cove would have, they would do the line, they would do a lesson, so you would learn how to do that. I'm doing The Hustle. So, yeah, let's just, yeah, let's take a pause and let's hear, yeah, did you? Were you down? Were you in Duluth during the sort of yeah, the disco Duluth, era? Yeah, I would have been in Duluth in the night and all the discos, specifically the Ore House and and the Cove. But I loved the Ore House because they had a disco floor Four. that was lit up with all the colors, and it was kind of tiny. And at sixteen, if we put on lipstick and lead. With our most big-breasted friend, <laughs> I didn't know her then. Um, it wasn't me. We w- we could really get in, and really, all we were interested in do. We would have a couple drinks, Rocco, but honestly, we were there to dance and look cu- as cute as possible and attract it- as many guys as possible that were like two years older. And you were down here in the cities, Julia. Julia you have- I was in high school. In high school. Yeah, but, they, high, but so yeah. was Lori. She was going to the no, Ore Lori's House. four years older I'm than four me. years older. Okay. So when I was a junior, you would have been in eighth grade. Yeah. So we were not doing no. the same things. Never. But you remember, I mean, yeah. So, well, we'll get to the... We'll get to the um, so fun though, Rocco. Mainstream breakthrough. That was those songs are kind of where it started to break through. Barry White's "You're My First, Mm -hmm. You're My Last, You're My Everything," Mm -hmm. that sort of stuff. Casey and the Sunshine Band. Mm -hmm. But then in 1977, something huge happened. Donna Summers. uh, It was the movie Saturday Night Fever. Uh, made on a budget of just $3.5 million. And I was always so shocked that John Travolta's lead was that lady oh, from All My, my children. children. And I thought she looked so, so much older. older and she wasn't as hot as no. she should have been. Yeah, but in the... Well... So yeah, he has two love interests in the movie, right? The his kind of girlfriend but, from like, his hood, they cast and then and all my children soap did. opera actress uh, Tara. She was her Tara. name was Tara. Oh Lori, you're so. <laughs> and then there was like the older woman who we sort of learned to dance with. Yeah, that's who we're talking about. So the older woman. Okay, yeah. gotcha. And we always were just like, oh, I just she was so not. I don't know. All that right. was always still all seems right, like weird casting well, yeah. to me. And if you watch the Bee Gees documentary too, this nobody really thought. It was going to be a cultural phenomenon, really. It was just like a dance movie. You know, it like was based on the New Yorker article. article about going to clubs. And the Bee Gees wrote some songs, and it yeah. came to yeah. I guess uh, yeah, it is kind of a magical story yeah. of that movie. Um, and so here's sort of a clip from the documentary about that sort of uh, breakthrough. The Bee Gees. The Bee Gees ain't was stunned by the success. We we were aware we were creating a specific sound, but we didn't know what it was going to do. It did end up with them having half the top ten with these songs. 
so yeah, Clooney, kind of the same dominant. They had in nineteen. So the movie came out in seventy-seven. It made it's made two hundred thirty-five million. The album sold sixteen million copies. And in nineteen seventy-eight, Barry Gibb's songs uh, had five songs in the top ten. Mm-hmm. He had. And this is in March of 78, Night Fever, Staying Alive, Emotion by Samantha Sang, mm-hmm. and Love is Thicker Than Water by Andy Gibb. Yes. And that record held until BTS broke it in 2020 as the best, um, having the five five hits. singles, you know, wow. like that, that, that record broke, just FYI, just how long BTS. that record stood. That's yeah. So congrats to BTS. Um, so, but what happened then is the sort of a backlash happened because, as like everything, yeah, there was it was overplayed. People went nuts. Uh, they launched you know disco Christmas albums and disco exercise tapes and disco duck by Rick Steves. Oh, and, that was a terrible. You thing. know, it sort of just became saturated and crappy. Right, and that's when a lot of rock fans sort of rebelled and then it was kind of led by a dj in chicago named steve Dahl, who would r- destroy disco records on the air he <laughs> mm-hmm. would make the needle scratch oh my god he, he he basically launched a disco sucks campaign and it culminated at a night um called disco demolition night at the comiskey park there there was a double header of the Chicago White Sox, and and anybody who brought a disco record uh, to destroy got in for like seventy eight cents. Oh my Jeez. word! Yeah, uh, maybe it was seventy nine. This sounds like a like full 79. stadium is going to be happening at the end of yeah. this story. And that's what happened. They were expecting you know a few thousand people to show up, and basically it was a sold, sold out. out game one. People took to the uh, field and started uh, blowing up disco records. And the field caught on fire. Oh my gosh. And they had to cancel the second, the second game. game. Yeah. And there's kind of a, there's a slight Twin Cities connection to this because the owner of the Chicago White Sox was Bill Veck. And yes, his son, Steve Veck, uh, kind of was behind this uh, promotion. And then Mike Veck is mm-hmm. the other son who oh, owns the St. Paul Saints. Good yeah. Lord. So maybe he has a take on this. We should get in yeah. on sometime. Um, and this wasn't the only place where dis- you know this disco sucks thing was happening. It was happening all over the country, dif- DJs everywhere. And if you watch, there's a Twisted Sister documentary that I watched, I think, on Netflix, where they also would... They were kind of a Long Island metal rock band. Yeah. And they would get their fans fired up to say disco sucks, disco sucks. And at one point, they hanged an effigy of Barry White. Oh, my gosh. Which leads me to the my next point was that a lot of people feel like that this disco backlash had a certain... A racist, homophobic yeah. overtone. Yeah, I think it did now in reflection. Yes. Just with that story yes. about Barry White alone. Right. Jeez. And I guess Twisted Sister, if you read uh, D. Snyder, he's is the lead he a, singer. Does he feel terrible He about talks it? about it in his book and he says they never, they changed that after like one night. And, okay. And, Realized. Um, but yeah, I, I, I guess I never would have, it took me to watching that documentary to go, oh yeah, mm-hmm. there was kind of this, it's almost a little bit like we might be seeing until today's political arena where there's just this sort of uh, resentment Mm -hmm. by a certain, uh, you know, angry white male sort of 
demographic that wanted their music back. Yeah. And um, that's why if you watch this documentary, you'll see the Bee Gees never really had a, they had a, a hit like in the 90s that uh, that song One Maybe yeah, Someday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they basically went 15 years without charting right. again. Right. Well, and they'd vote for other people. Yeah. So, that's that that is yes. that is the, all of it is scandalous. That was also good to But some just might say think about some that. Some might say what? That uh, in a short in the short term the disco bash backlash worked and disco sort of died. But if you look at with the um dance music of the 80s and so hip hop it was so good. You know? Yeah. Maybe that was uh, a response. Yeah, uh, exactly. And uh, so maybe some might say that disco's influence is everywhere with us today. Oh, yes. I like that. Thank Very you, Rocco. Vintage scandal, yeah. yeah. Very All right. good. All right, listen, we come back. Uh, we got to talk about a couple of things that we didn't get to, and we promise we're going to keep it, you know, out of the triangle. Oh, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, as we talked about last week, Julia brought in the jackhammer massager that no, in fact, could not be. I know I said I wasn't going to talk about the triangle, but of course I am. Oh, God. I cannot. That lasted keep... four seconds. Yeah, I know. But what Julia... did I call it? What is the name of it? The Thera Pounder or what is it called? You called it the Thera Gun. The Thera Gun. Yeah. And what I. is like a knockoff of it called the UG or something? Yeah. Yeah. But yes, you're right. I that, told you, you guys. You're it, like, there's no way this I is going anywhere near the towel in between. No for, way you know. is this. This thing is so intense. It's a it's a pressure point pounder. Yeah, yeah. With it's, different it's, heads it's on way, it. It's there's like, no way. It's like the experience you have, you know, with the with the jackhammer guy. What's that? Oh, what are you even talking guy, about? That's just a, just a Hollywood speak. Oh, you're yeah. sexual speaking. <laughs> yeah, that's it. This show has just been in the toilet. But I'm just saying, like that is real shocking. You're just like, what the hell? Just I told is you, it's it's. You know what happened 158 years oh. ago today? Okay, hold on. I thought what? we were talking about your jackhammers. Yeah. I am. Well, I'm just going to tell you what happened 150. No, Julia, don't immediately go. You brought this thing in. You I finally did. brought it in, and I just want to you clear. Your moment. The air that, that right. in fact is not anything that you could use like Samantha did no. when she went to Smart Things or whatever that store was. Sharper image. Thank you. It has nothing to do with anything that would get you off. It gets off your pain. It gets off the pain on your pressure points. Oh, yeah. You need to do that to me before my big bowling Lori tonight. and I are back oh, at the boy. gym. We're, and we're back at the gym hurt. and back to a little bit of sports of and weights. our bodies hurt, Rocco. Hmm. It's, it's it's my amazing. tennis one night of tennis my shoulder I'm like Ooh. because it's out of condition. Mm-hmm. Wait, isn't it bowling night or something? Tonight? It is. So yeah. we got to work on Lori. And I've yeah. been lifting my little three pound weights. No boy, are my shoulders sore. <laughs> <laughs> I it ta- it it's really it is hard to get back into the weights on the shoulders. You know that's a hard muscle when and you I don't have use a repaired it. shoulder. You do, and I'm shoulder lazy. Have been all my life. It. Find, I mean, you know, you become shoulder lazy. I in, understand. In fifth grade, when you can't shinny up the rope in the presidential freedom or whatever that fitness test is that they used to do, they still do that, Rocco? Do you mm, think? I, do I that physical fitness where you get the presidential. Not that up, I know. You remember that? No. Is that right? Is that is that how much older I am? Then? No, I mean I they remember still that. offered driver's ed as a class when you went to school. Oh, with Catherine. three hot teachers. I mean, I three guys no. in their twenties. You're four years older, and for some reason that gap oh, in, in, in our time period was a lot. It was like a magical time period, though. I was in the magical time period. You were just because, like, that was really quite exciting. 
to have three driver's back. ed teachers and every one and of them do was it hot in with school. a mustache. And you didn't have to pay extra. We drove th- at school. Rocco was a flipping class. I mean, can you even imagine? Yeah, it was a very magical. What, and they were hot. I'm going to tell you, if I, I could go my, back and grow up in any era, I grew up in the 70s. Yeah, for sure. That was so fun. So, Even though I was so young at the end of, you know, I was only like yeah. 16 at the end of still it. But fun. I still fun. Fun, fun. Okay, here's a couple fun things. Okay. Rihanna uh, is... Uh, Not posted. making music, but oh, she's no. making clothes. She's doing a little Valentine thing. It's in vogue. It's is quite coming up? steamy, Rocco. Quite okay. steamy. She's crazy for Ty Dollar. Isn't that who she's dating? Who does she date? Um, No. Isn't it Ty Dollar? No, don't try and sound hip. I can't take it. Oh, God. Um, I, seriously. Uh, yeah. I can't think of the guy that she likes, but I like her... her Latex and um, I don't know what would oh, you, ASAP Rocky. Yeah. What do you call that see-through fabric, Julia? Fishnet. Yeah, I I'm a fan of that look. It's mm-hmm. sexy, and she's kind of doing rubber and glamour. Yeah, so yeah, that's hot. That would be very um, yeah. It's a posing outfit. Very much mm-hmm. so. Yeah. So that's okay. posted for your pleasure. Issa Rae. Who's you know insecure is done on HBO. On HBO, uh, she is doing a, a masterclass. She has fourteen episodes. Just de- she's giving her advice if you're trying to break into showbiz as a comedian, a writer, or actor. She's just showing you how it's. I think that's work. kind of a cool idea. Yeah, there's so many cool masterclasses out there. But this is on yeah. HBO Max. Oh, love it. Okay, so they're trying something different there is it free because you buy hbo max hbo is hbo max i understand that yeah. but is this for free then you don't have to pay for this the master class if you have hbo i understand that but master classes <laughs> you have to pay extra for yeah no Julie, this is just on hbo don't make this be harder than it is right now it's I'm not offered talking on hbo <laughs> hi this is not a trick question you still julia always wants to know does she have to have hbo when is your hbo coming back as a regular member of your household i'm not telling okay fine Can uh, i have a weird question yeah and i probably could google it is the max part of hbo max of reference to cinemax weren't they partners at one point you know i don't know maybe rocco i think it's just that hbo max they just felt like quick go because that was the first one quick we got to have something that's a streamer it's all gotten fakakta I can't, you know it what I mean? It looks like maybe no. it is now that I Wikipedia it. Everything right. is streaming. It was HBO Go. Nobody signed up for it. Was it was HBO Leave. Yeah, and then it was Max that you had to mirror and you no, couldn't figure minimum. out. Oh, that thing has been a pain in the butt. Yeah, it has. Yeah. Anywho, Are you did done? Did you see Jennifer Lopez, her video for um, her new, her single? It explained her her gilded cage when she sang no, on New Year's where, Eve. No, where is it? Is it it's we... out there. It's uh, Maybe we'll post it tomorrow. Okay. It's called In the Morning, but Julia, she's uh, we see her abs. She dances naked in a forest. We have a discovery. She's got angel she wings. She has cellulite on her butts, butts Rocco, and we Who? couldn't be happier. J-Lo. Well, we couldn't be happier. I think realistically, most women just have a little... Just I mean, two or three dimples. Yeah. Maybe one in a... Just, 
in the yeah. crack at least. Anyway, it was kind of wow. a fun, oh, that's a crack. magical video. This was a fun day. This was yeah. a magical day. It was. <laughs> it started with bikini waxing and ended with butt dimples. Yes. Yes. Ta-da. J-Lo naked in You're the welcome. forest with angel wings. Perfect. Everyone I mean, have ta-da. a good night. We'll be back tomorrow. Job done. Off you go.